articles, David making a statement and saying, The Lord is my portion. You know that? Now, I try to make you understand that when David said, The Lord is my portion, he said, Going by, if you check the book of Ezekiel chapter 48, you want to see the picture of how the land of Canaan was shared among the tribes of Israel. David saw, he got a revelation and he said, I don't want to partake of these natural things, I want to partake of God. Let God be my portion, let him be my Lord, and let him be my God. Hallelujah. Because if that is done, these natural things will definitely belong to me. Why? Because he said, the eggs and the food that they are not belong to who? So if I have God who has the earth and the heavens, then the earth and the heavens belongs to me. Hallelujah. And so sometimes when you're making your request, there is a need for you to understand that there are dimensions that are deeper than some of the things that you are asking for. And this morning I want to make you see the other side of that same prayer. Because we are looking at Psalm 16. How many of you understand Psalm 16? Okay. 4 to 5. Is that okay? Uh, okay. 5 in particular. Okay. To 6 rather. And that's why I said the Lord is my portion. Huh? And then verse 6 said I have a goodly heritage. Then the other side I want to make you understand also is this. Why David, why the life of this year that David was saying the Lord is his portion. God himself is also saying he has a portion. Hallelujah. Come on. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Why do we say the Lord is my portion? God himself is also saying there are a people who are my portion. He also has a portion. Now, if you check the scriptures very closely, you find that even the tribe of Levi did not have a portion in Canaan. Why? Because the Lord was their portion. And very convinced David saw that when he made that statement. Because you see, since God was a portion of the Levites, the commandment was all the other tribes have to sustain Levi. Did you get that now? So if you have God, you have all. People work for you when you have him. Are you understand what I'm talking about? So when he said the Lord is my portion, he looked at it from the perspective of the Levi. You're going to find that. Everybody was bringing a portion to the Levi. These guys were not going to the farm. They were just there to give glory to God and do the work of the tabernacle. And without the Lord, their sustenance was there. Their riches was there. Their glory was there. And then he said, why do I need to contain with men to share that with this nation? Glory to God. Now this morning I want to see or make you see. For instance, turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Let's just quickly look at that. Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. And uh, where is this? Okay. Let's look at verse. Uh, Hallelujah. Let's look at it from verse 7. Remember the days of old. 
they would tell you. But the Most High, listen, divided their inheritance in the nations. When he separated his sons of men or his sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. That's right. For the last portion is what? His people. Jacob is what? The place of his inheritance. The loss of his inheritance. And the first thing he says, think back. Just begin to consider or ask your elder ones and I will tell you that there was a time when God was dividing the nations. He says the boundaries. He said Africa, where is it? He said Asia, where is it? He said US, where is it? He said all the nations, all the continents, if you will, where they belong. And he placed the people there just where they belong. He placed Israel where Israel is, and he chose Israel and said, Israel is my own portion from among the nations of the earth. As I 
will provide. And that takes me to the key of today's message. Why or what, what is a habit of God? See, sometimes we think, when you ask this question, the habit of God is evangelism. There's nothing wrong with that. If you ask another person, what the habit of God is it's holiness, there is nothing wrong with that. And I want to say something this morning, which actually to me is a habit of God. In Colossians 1, like we read before, can we just read that again? Colossians chapter 1, and uh, look at verse 12 again. to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into what? The kingdom of his yesterday. Now that is what the peculiar people compose or makes up what is God's kingdom because he rules over them. Amen? Because the king has to rule. Thank you, Lord. We'll say something there. Okay, let me, let me, let me just get to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 1. We come into the kingdom of this dear son. We shall come, but we have come. Now look at Mark chapter 1. Are you there, Mark? Now after John was put in prison, verse 14, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of what? Of the kingdom of God. And saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Now go to Mark chapter 1. I did not spend a lot of time. I just pray you pick what I'm about to say. And that's all. Acts chapter 1, are you there? Okay. Now, let us start it from this one. Before I account, I made of the orphanage of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Until the day in which he was taken up after he brought. And through the Holy Spirit have given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. To whom he also presented himself alive. After his suffering, by many follower proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, and speaking of what? Of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Let me, let me just say something here first. Which people did he talk to? From the account, to his apostles, whom he has chosen. Am I talking? He was speaking to them about the kingdom of God. Am I talking? Now, I want you to go back home, but for those of you watching or listening to this, you hear this. If you get down later on, I think of verse 11 or so, the Bible says, you just spoke to the people that were there while gazing up into heaven. This same Jesus, which you see, God, you are coming like manner. The question is, how many people were there when the angels spoke? 
So if he's going to come in like manner, how many people are supposed to see him? Go back and research. But that's not what I have this morning. Now get this right. He now says, are you down with me? He was speaking to them of things pertaining towards the kingdom of God. Now let's read on a little bit. Verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, Ye have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, that you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from here, from now. Therefore, when they have come together, they ask him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Amen. All of the other he and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons when the Father has put in his own authority. Now we can stop there. I don't want to bother you on this. Let's concentrate. Got a picture? speaking to them of things concerning the kingdom. When he started ministry, it was kingdom. When he was to leave the earth, it was kingdom. What have we just finished doing? We have finished celebrating the best. That was not his problem. Sometimes he said, well, I'm called to preach salvation only. Boy, See this not talking about salvation in the way we're talking about salvation. The Bible said he was preaching of things pertaining to the kingdom. Then he said, we should be discussing his resurrection. I don't even see this a bother about his resurrection, if you will. That may be confusing about the things I'm saying, but these are the realities. Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? We have brought in so many gospels into the one gospel, which is the gospel of the kingdom. Amen? Now listen to this. Even when they wanted to teach in the mountain, what did he tell the people? In Matthew chapter 6, verse number 10. Pray here this way. Our Father, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Even in his prayer, pattern, which we were teaching the people, it was still what? The kingdom. The question is, where is our emphasis? If you so bothered about the kingdom, we are translated again into what? His kingdom. Everything is kingdom. But what do we preach? What do we teach? Now, is it not true that because our emphasis is different, that is why we suffer the things we are suffering? In Matthew chapter 24, I think verse 15, said the same thing. This message of the kingdom of God shall be preached in all the world and the earth shall come. Caesar, because Caesar was not the one who did wrong. You understand? 
you didn't fight season now. Maybe when you are coming a second time, when you come, you become the real king. You are going to fight Caesar with swords and get him out of Jerusalem. Is that what you intend to do next? And you follow the prophecy. They do not even understand yet what the kingdom was all about. Hear the word. We'll just finish celebrating what you call Christmas. I say what you call Christmas. Because God didn't call it Christmas. You call it Christmas. Am I right? And it's not because we are celebrating the date a child was born. My friend, the one we worship is not a child. Is that alright? Yes, I get this part. When the angels came and they sang, talking about glory and holy in the heavens and peace to what? To all men. Why? Because the prince of peace was born. Listen to me closely. What does it mean to be a prince? A prince to me is the child or the heir of a monarch. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Now, if the prince of peace was born, it means he was the son of a king. Am I talking? So, what was the exclamation of the angels? They were also referring to the kingdom. It means if he's a prince of a kingdom, the peace can only reign on the earth when he's a king and when the kingdom is established. Not when a child is born. Because a government will be on the shoulder of the son, not the child. I'm asking you to get into something. The prince of peace. Why is it that we don't have peace? Why is it that peace is not in the world? Despite the fact that there is all of our celebrations, all of our acclamations, all of that good we claim. If I saw something, I think it's Japan. I know the whole street was lit with Christmas trees and all of those things. But it will shock you to understand that about 80% of the Japanese don't even believe in Jesus. So who were they celebrating? It is just another world festival. It could be a cultural festival, it could be a Christmas festival, or any festival. Maybe to them, a time comes for Hindus or festival. You understand what I'm trying to say? Is anybody thinking of this? Everything is nothing but festival, but not reality. Why is it that we don't see how peace and yet the Prince of Peace was born? Of God, we elude us on the face of the earth. When it's a 
Be free. 
are truly in the kingdom. If the prince of peace have visited your tabernacle, the question is this: For those who are next to you, are they experiencing peace even within your own immediate family? Then you haven't seen the kingdom. You haven't seen the prince of peace. You are not yet born into the kingdom. The peace is not just your peace. It's the peace that affects even your next level or your next person to you within the environment. Can we look at our lives as Christians and find out? Sorry, I use the word Christian. I have some problem with that word now, but then let me not talk about that. Because sometimes we think Christianity started in 2000 or thereabouts. 2000 years ago, when Jesus was killing and in the. In the
are you listening to what I'm talking about? He doesn't have to make trouble with Caesar. Does that belong to Caesar? You give it to Caesar. I'm not here to fight anybody. Think about it, eh? Are you listening to me? You know, sometimes we even do some things out of fear without understanding. Look at Philip. Philip went to Samaria. And in Samaria, there was this man that was playing around doing Simon the sorcerer. All manner of people believed him because of the powers and the magic. But Philip did not go to Samaria and begin to insult the sorcerer. Read your Bible. Are you listening to me?
Hallelujah. When will your heart be this season that we are? When will your attention be this season that we are? Let's check our community. As we keep looking and seeing this thing happening, it's a clear manifestation that those who profess to be in the kingdom are not in the kingdom. As long as there are troubles between husband and wife, children, father, whatever, name it, it's a clear indication that they are carrying a book and they don't have the spirit of the book. Are you listening? Make some changes. We've got to come to the place of say, God, what is your heartbeat? What do you really want? God wants peace amongst them. Amen. He wants peace amongst them. He wants, he's not looking for religion. No. Sacrifice of Africa or not. Scripture says. Amen. In Hosea 6, he said, is what black he desired. Look for mercy and judgment and not sacrifice and offerings. I'm looking for mercy. I'm looking for a situation where you can extend grace, kindness towards one another, benevolence. See, that is what I want. Not that it's sacrifices, not our religious activities. How many of you understand Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath and people were angry? What was the point of the anger? Oh, they thought he broke a law. Today, the religious laws and activities are more important than a human being. But here is God declaring what is meant that you are mindful of him. Are you sure God considers your religious activity more than what you do to your neighbor? That is where you get into confusion. I am with my God. You don't have any. Because if you truly have that God, the life you live now will never be the same. You don't have any. Because anybody who looks 
that the servant of the king can say who the king is. Now every king is proud of his servant. The soldier will say in Isaiah 42, Behold my servant. A king that cannot identify with his subject has lost reality of why he's a king. Come on, I'm not going to somebody. Now that is right. So every king will protect the subject, will provide for the subject, will coach the subject, and house the subject. Also being an heir of the kingdom. 
The Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ. So as joint heirs, we don't labor to get what belongs to our Father. And let me tell you something. How many of you know what you call the story of the prodigal son? You've read that before. You call it prodigal son. No, but I think you should be tied to the love of the Father. Emphasis was not the prodigal son. Jesus was not emphasizing the prodigal son. He was emphasizing the love of the father towards the prodigal son. How many understand what I'm saying? So when he came back, you see the picture. He received him, gave him a ring, gave him shoes, clothed him, gave him for the scout. That is what the emphasis is not what the son did. It is what the father did, and it's truly what Jesus was trying to portray. He was trying to say, no matter how sinful you are, if you come to the father, he will receive you again. But we are taking the emphasis from the father and place it on who? On the son. We'll call it the story of the prodigal son. No, no, no. It should be the story of the law of the father. Are you getting that? Now, if you want that, two people happen, there are two sons like in the church. One came to the house, but one came to the father. Did you picture that? The senior son came to the house, but the prodigal son came to the father. We are called to come to the father, not just to the house. If you are in the house, there is an attitude that you carry. Now don't get it confused with the spirit of the house. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. But you know what the senior brother did? That's a religious spirit. Because he came to the house. He's overseeing the house. Are you getting that? But the, but the prodigal son came to who? To the father. And Peter told us the same thing that he died that might bring us back to who? To the father. Not just to the house. To the father. He died that might bring us back to the father because we left the father. That he might rule over us. And we become sons that he might provide for his own. Listen to me. God is going to provide for you. Are you hearing this? The Lord is ready to make provision for you. And that is why David said, The Lord is my portion. And God said, You are not only saying, I am your portion, you are also my portion. If you take me for serious, I am going to provide David. And David said, Yes, Dad, I know you're going to provide because you are my portion. So I told you last week when you went to the place where the thing that were to be eating was the thing that were holy that belongs to the priest, they give it to me. Because the Lord is my portion. I can eat what belongs to him. Do you say that it is holy? He said yes. That it belongs to God. Say now, the Lord is my portion. Let me eat it. Hallelujah. I'm say hallelujah. So when he was about to be hungry, he came hungry because what belongs to God was right there. You won't be hungry this season. The Lord shall provide for you. As long as it becomes your portion and you become his inheritance, the Lord shall provide for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Listen, you are walking out of this service and be recognized as a servant of God. Mm. Now, how many of you know the picture of the other opinion? If you see those who walk, who represent it, who moves out, wherever they are, they can know that this one comes from the palace. Am I talking here? Come on here. Mm. He said, let's seek those things that pertain to 
just run a palace. Listen, everybody wants recognition to I mean, connected to the palace. So if they are subject to the palace, they want to pass through you. That is why they will provide. Because you know, if they can find favor with you, you will speak to them on behalf. You will talk to the king on their behalf. Are you still hearing this? You will talk to the king on your behalf. Your life this time must change. It must change. Hallelujah. Because God is going to cause men to find your favor. He will send them to you. Because of your relationship, He will send them to you. There are some that will come for you to nurse them into the things of the kingdom. There are some that will come that you might provide because God is going to provide. And there are some that will send to provide because you are heir to the throne. Hallelujah. Your time and your time and your time for change is now. The peace of God will not elude you this season. The joy of God will visit you this season. You will live and walk in righteousness. And on such, they become the inheritors of God. Your time and your season is now. Let us pray.